There was a lot of energy, a lot of positive things to take away from Media Day today with the Arizona Wildcat football team. Let's start breaking it down. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to talk a lot about the U of A football coaching staff right now. Now, in the past, we've talked a lot about the players, broken down all of the positions, <coughs> but now we're going to talk a little bit about the coaches here. And let first and foremost, that starts with Jed Fish. Jed Fish is a guy that, again, not sure if he can coach. But he gets everything that you need to get to be a really good head coach. As far as he gets personnel, he gets enthusiasm, he gets everything that basically goes into the job that goes into the profession, quite frankly. He is a, uh, you watch him, and it's easy to see why he can recruit so well. The energy level is off the charts. The energy level is absolutely fantastic. He's also endearing. He's very in. You watch him, and he just looks like somebody that you would be more than okay with sending your kid to play for. And at the end of the day, I think that's what matters. But he also talks about, you know, what kids want to hear and what fans want to hear, to be honest with you, and he means it. He talks about Arizona being the their goal is to be the 33rd NFL team. Now, to be fair, he's not talking about Arizona going to the NFL. So anybody that's worried, <laughs> that's worried about that probably don't need to worry about that. But... You get what he's talking about. They have the head coaching experience, the coaching experience as far as NFL experience on this team is absolutely fantastic. You just look across the board and it seems that everybody has coached or been in the position, been around NFL guys pretty much their entire life. So that's obviously a nice little thing there too. But then he's able to sell a vision. You watch him. And he knows what everybody he knows what the players' lifts are. He knows where you know when it, he talked about Tyler Owens a great deal about what Tyler Owens is able to put forth for uh, these guys and everything. There's there isn't anything that's done by surprise. There isn't anything that's done you know happenstance. And I think that's what's unique about Fish right here. And again, we'll find out that we'll find out if he can coach. But I think he's probably I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I've come away. Very impressed by him, by interactions, by demeanor, just pretty much everything that he has right there. And the staff that he's assembled, I think, is top-notch. So, let's get to some of these guys then. Johnny Nansen, new guy in the room, defensive coordinator, taking over for Don Brown. Nansen was... Nansen has uh, been waiting for this opportunity a long time. He's been a really good recruiter. He's got great ties in the Southern California area. We all know that. But it's going to be a lot more than that with just him. It's going to be like, what kind of games can he call? What kind of play calling does he have that he can, you know, we'll find out. Can he, uh, you know, press all the right buttons? Last year, I thought Don Brown did a pretty good job as DC. Um, I gave him a solid B, but... You know, there were times when you felt like, all right, maybe the corners are being left on an island too much or, 
you know, you're being maybe a little too aggressive just with the personnel you have. Again, these these are picking nits right here. These aren't serious uh, serious concerns. But be that as it may, you're bringing in Nansen now, and I don't think they're going to change a ton. Like he said, the scheme is the scheme. But it will be fascinating to see from a just from a you know observer perspective what exactly does that mean. But there's a lot to really like right there. Okay, and again. All of these guys, they recruit, they're young, they're, you know, they're, it, it's just an invigorating group of people to be around, and you see what Dave Hickey, you see what, you know, Bobby Robbins saw in these guys. So there's your head coach, there's your defensive coordinator. Let's flip back to the offensive side of the ball right there, and you've got some interesting guys right there. First, wanted to talk about Scotty Graham, guy played at Ohio State, still looks like he could play in the NFL. Um, he was talking with uh, he was talking with a bunch of media, and he said that you know what uh, he loves his job. He says my my wife my life's good, my family's good. I make good money. Why wouldn't I be happy doing this? But and he also talked about being a mentor to these young younger guys. But he also said that you know what we're also here to do a job. And when the foot when the chips are down on the football field, you've got to be able to emerge. You've got to be able to stay come out. And you've got to be able to play your best game. And if you don't play your best game, then we're probably going to have, you know, some issues right there. But you could totally see where a parent would be more than comfortable handing their kid off to this coaching staff, especially if it's a running back, to Scotty Graham. Because Scotty Graham comes off as incredibly genuine. He comes off as somebody that really does want you to do well. And if he can be that, you know, why wouldn't you send him to play for Scotty Graham? Just another guy, too. You could tell why he would be a great recruiter. You could tell that he's got a feel around the room for everything. Just very impressed by Coach Graham and what he stood for, what he was talking about. And he talked a little bit about his running back room. He says, I've got a very good running back room. He says, it's on me to be able to make this work. He talked about a Jonah Coleman, new guy. Um, he also talked about bringing in a DJ Williams from Florida State. Also talked about... Uh, you know, uh, Speedy Luke, how they incorporate Speedy Luke into the offense. But he's got a lot of plans. He seemed very comfortable with his running back stable, and that's going to be a fun group. It's going to be a fun process to watch right there. I think that's for sure. So then you look at the wide, re uh, wide receiver spot, and you've got Kevin Cummings. And he had some of the best quotes that I think you could pretty much look at here. Kevin Cummings was asked about... Uh, recruiting. He was asked about Tatora McMillan, and the first thing that he said is that, you know, recruiting is about connections. That you need to be you need to make these guys feel like you want them. You need to make sure they make them feel like you care about them more than just a football player. And there's every indication that Kevin Cummings has done that. So, talk. he's talking a little bit about Tatora McMillan. And the first thing that he says is, and the first thing he says is, you know, when I got when I got here, I wanted uh, when I got here, the first call that I made was to Detour McMillan. Now, not a lot of not a lot of people are going to use that as a you know as a recruiting pitch, but it shows you that this this staff was going to aim high. And when asked about it a little bit further, he elaborated and said. Yeah, he says, we want to recruit the best here. We want to try to get the best players that we can. And on top of that, 
um, I'm going to use my connections. And he had a great quote where he said, relationships matter. And his quote was that, you know, one of T-Max coaches is one of his best friends. So when you have those connections, when they fit in well together, it makes it a lot easier to be able to sell a kid on going to the University of Arizona when you've got a head coach or you've got a coach that says, yeah, that's, that's my guy Kevin right there. You know, he's been around. He'll take care of you, whatever the case may be. But another guy, a younger guy, that just came off in a very, very impressive fashion. The entire group moves very well in unison together, and that's something that I think is very uh, notable. Then he was asked about Jacob Cowing, um, other uh, wide receivers, and he says, listen, I've got a really good wide receiver unit right here. It's my job to make it's my job to be able to turn that onto the field and be able to take that to the next level. Now, when you take them to the next level, then you can uh, you can do some stuff because you got some NFL talent here. And like uh, Jed Fish said, it's not up to uh, you know it's it. Jacob Cowling was a great wide receiver at UTEP. It's now on us to make him a great great wide receiver at the U of A. And I have no doubt that Kevin Cummings and his staff will be able to do that. Then you look at the assistant or the co-offensive coordinator, the offensive line coach, Brennan Carroll, Pete Carroll's son. He just drips coolness. He just looks like a cool guy. He looks like somebody that people would like to be around. And why? And you can see why he would be a very good assistant coach. And he talked about his unit this year, and he says that he thinks that they're going to be significantly better. Now, you're not going to necessarily put a wins-losses total on there, but this is a group that uh, you've got guys, Jordan, in. they talked very highly of at the tackle position. We brought up Big Jonas Savanea multiple times, and anytime you bring up a freshman multiple times and he's made available at media day, you know that he's probably going to be playing some football for you there. So Brennan Carroll, again, fits right into that younger, youthful, great recruiter. Again, just a staff that really moves in unison. I'm going to keep using that term right there. So that's kind of where you're at at the offensive on the offensive side of the uh, the offensive side of the ball, and then. You move over a little bit to the defensive side, and you've got a uh, you got a guy like a, a Chuck Cecil, and you've got a coach like a Dwayne Walker at the uh, you know the defensive backs, and both of them, while a little bit older, these are kind of the exceptions. Chuck Cecil is a guy who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's one of the handful of best players to ever play at the U of A. He's one of the best safeties to ever play in the conference. He's that good. And Dwayne Walker is one of the best recruiters out there. So when you had them both working in the backfield, it works again. It works pretty well. And there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to say, yeah, I don't really want my kid to go play for Chuck Cecil, or I don't want my kid to go play for uh, Dwayne Walker. That's not the case right here. This is one of those spots where Arizona Fall is going to be very just fine with those players right there, because again, that's where you can um, you can make some you can make some real headway right there when you've got those names and you've got those recruiting connections. Now, a couple of the other guys moving down to the defensive line. We've talked about this before, but Ricky Hunley, Ricky Hunley's probably the goat of you know in school history. He's probably the greatest of quarterback, or excuse me, quarterback. He's probably the greatest defensive uh, player in school history. And you look at it, you know, college football Hall of Famer, multiple time consensus, uh, first team All-American. Basically, Ricky Hundley checks off every single box that you need a coach, that you need a player to check off from, from when he's been there. And with 
you know, when it comes to when it comes to Huntley, he's got a unit right here that he expects a lot out of. He said that you know I expect uh, I, you know Keon Bars. We need to be uh, we need to be you know careful with him. He's coming back from injury, but Keon Bars is a big time player. Jalen Harris is a big time player. Hunter Eccles, these are guys that can play. So it's up to me to be able to put them in the best positions to be able to see that uh, see that come to fruition right there. And again, when you've got the name Ricky Hunley, that's always going to help out a great deal. But very very impressive. And then you got Coach Kafusi there talking a little bit about uh, you know talking a little bit about where he could see certain players. And I think what's fascinating with him is that, you know, whether it's a, a Sterling Lane, whether it's a, uh, whether there are players that are going to be able to make plays for this unit. And another guy, just young, understands the importance of recruiting, understands the importance of relationships. So, again, just a very, very impressive staff. And you could see, too, and we've talked about this before, but you could see where when they go into a living room and they tell a player's mother or a parent or, you know, whoever, whatever the case may be, that we do, we're going to, we're, we're going to look after your kid and we're also going to try, we'll turn them into the best football player that we can. That stuff matters, but every coaching staff says that. It's different, though, when you've got a coaching staff that it comes off as being very genuine. And they've got something going there with that because this group, and I'll be honest, like I said, I, I, was, not, I was not thrilled with the hire at first. I didn't really understand it. But, you know, listening to Dave Hickey, listening to Bobby Robbins, talking about how they needed somebody in here that, first of all, was going to work his butt off, was going to be a tireless recruiter, and was going to do things the right way, starting basically from the ground up, and that's exactly what they've done. This is a roster full of new talent, and we're now we're going to find out a little bit more about them. Now, their season expectations, we will talk about that here shortly. But first, wanted to tell you a little bit about BetOnline. BetOnline Sportsbook is where it's at. It's where you want to, anything you want, they pretty much have. From... You know, props to in-game betting, the live betting, anything you want, the Bet Online Sportsbook is there for you. Take advantage of it because, again, you got football, you got basketball right around the corner. This is where you want to be at. It's been around. It's tried and true. People know it. And so, again, check it out, the Bet Online Sportsbook app, and uh, I think you'll be very happy with it is. Again, I like Arizona, the over three wins this year. I think worst-case scenario, you probably push on that one. I think Vegas is a little behind on that, but heck, I thought Vegas was behind on other things, and guess what? It was me that turned out to be wrong. All right, we'll come right back with you. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, we've broken down the players. We've broken down the coaches. We've broken down. What are we expecting from this team? And I think that it's fair to say that this team can win three, four, maybe even five games. The out-of-conference schedule is brutal. We all know about that. You're playing North Dakota State. You're playing San Diego State. You're playing Mississippi State. These are 
you know, these are games that you're either going to be uh, the underdog in, and if you're not the underdog, you're going to be at a disadvantage, or you're going to be right there even money. So these are games that you could win. These are also games that you could lose. So let's just say you're one and two going into conference play. Um, I'm more interested in how Arizona looks in that. Do they look improved? Do they look less? Do they look? Can, are they controlling the things that they can control? If that's the case, then I think you feel good about it. What about at the quarter position or the quarterback position? Are they improving in a manner in which you would like to see a quarterback uh, per, um, perform at the U of A? And we'll know a lot about that as well. But I think more so than anything, don't look at wins this year. And I know it's easy to say don't look at wins. You know, everybody's saying don't look at wins. But it's much easier, though, when you've got a. You know, it's much easier when you've you can tell that a product is better on the field. You just know it when you see it, and that's what you're going to be looking for, especially with that game at San Diego State coming up here shortly. You're going to know that one when you see it, and if Arizona looks better, you won't have to look around and say, yeah, but they didn't win or they won, but you'll just know that that looked like a more talented, it looked like a better unit out there on the football field. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Now, defensively, what can Arizona at least be in that kind of bend but don't break defense? I thought last year Don Brown did a pretty good job. Um, loved watching Don Brown and his pressers. It was fantastic, but you always wondered a little bit where you know it, would this would this be able to sustain? And if it couldn't sustain, would he be able to adjust? And I think that's where people want to see what can they do right there. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm optimistic, though. I think Nansen's got a little bit more to work with this year. I think on the defensive line, as we've talked about, whether it's a Keon Bars, whether it's a, you know, a Hunter Eccles, a Jalen Harris, you've got some pieces right there. He ta- uh, Ricky Hunley talked up Paris Shand as well. So you got some spots right there. Now, let's on. They've got a couple other players that were available. We're going to talk about those here in a minute, but... We'll be coming right back with you. You have are listening to Locked On Wildcats. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, so coaching staff is here. Coaching staff is ready to go. Now, what is the latest with, what's the latest then as far as expectations for this year? And let's just look from the uh, let's just look at it from the perspective of the Pac-12 South. I think Arizona should be better than ASU. I really do. Um, ASU to me is a train wreck, and if you're a train wreck and you have the uh, team that looks like they could quit at any point, that's an issue. And I think that ASU is very much in that. I think ASU could very much could easily quit, and if they quit, then that's where we're at at this point. Um, Arizona, I believe, should be better than ASU, especially being that ASU lost 30 players to transfer. Um, you look down Colorado, I think Arizona should be better. I think the improvement of Jaden DeLora, bringing in some new players, shows that Arizona should be better. USC, I don't expect you to be better than. Utah, I don't expect you to be better than. UCLA, maybe you got a fighting chance. But I think that fourth place spot in the South is, you know, is there is there for the taking. And, again... It, people might say, oh, well, you know, you're talking about this, you're, you know, talking, you know, you're excited about 
Arizona possibly being uh, the fourth best team in a weak division. You got to remember though where Arizona's coming from, though what Jed Fish inherited, and that's kind of where we are at at this point. Now we're going to be back with you tomorrow, John Schuster and I, looking at Jed Fish, looking at some of the coaches that he can probably take a little bit of advice from, who were here earlier, and what their time at the University of Arizona entailed. But as always, thank you for listening to Locked On Wildcats.